The Writer Files, a member of the Podglomerate Network. Greetings, scribes. I have got some exciting news to share. The Writer Files now has an exclusive Patreon community where subscribers will get exclusive access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and content from productivity and publishing experts each month. In the meantime, just head over to patreon.com slash the writer files. It's free to join Patreon to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash the writer files. Help us start something special. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Rainmaker FM. Welcome back to The Writer Files. I am your host, Kelton Reed, here to take you on another tour of the habits, habitats, and brains of renowned writers. The psychology and culture journalist, editor, and author of the recent book, The Power of Meaning, Emily Espahani-Smith stopped by this week to talk to me about the writing life and why our search for meaning is so important right now. Emily has a master's in applied positive psychology, and in addition to being a columnist for the new Criterion, Emily's writing has appeared in The Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Time, The Atlantic, New York Magazine, and many others. The author is an editor at the Hoover Institution at Stanford University, where she manages an initiative to build purpose and community throughout the nation. The author's new book, The Power of Meaning, Crafting a Life that Matters, explores the latest insights in positive psychology and great thinkers throughout history, from George Eliot, Aristotle, Buddha, and even Louis C.K., to find answers on why our pursuit of happiness often leaves us unhappy and how we can lead more meaningful lives. Best-selling author of Drive, Daniel Pink, said, The power of meaning deftly tells the stories of people, contemporary and historical, who've made the quest for meaning the mission of their lives. This powerful yet elegant book will inspire you to live a life of significance. In part one of this file, Emily and I discuss why you can't let your fear of failure stop you from writing. The extensive research that went into her investigation of an age-old question and how the author discovered the four pillars of meaning. The Writer Files is brought to you by the all-new Studio Press Sites, a turnkey solution that combines the ease of an all-in-one website builder with the flexible power of WordPress. It's perfect for authors, bloggers, podcasters, and affiliate marketers, as well as those selling physical products, digital downloads, and membership programs. If you're ready to take your WordPress site to the next level, See for yourself why over 200,000 website owners trust StudioPress. Go to rainmaker.fm slash studiopress now. That's rainmaker.fm slash studiopress. And if you're a fan of the writer files, please click subscribe to automatically see new interviews as soon as they're published. All right. And I am rolling today on the writer files podcast with a special guest, Emily Esfahani Smith is the author of a fantastic book. Also, you're a journalist as well as an author and writer and a social psychologist. Am I, am I getting that correct? I have 
have a master's in psychology. I, I wouldn't necessarily call myself a social psychologist, but um, I, I appreciate the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's really cool. This, this new book is fantastic, and I, I want to talk more about it. But maybe for listeners to start out kind of who aren't familiar with your journey and your own narrative, you could tell us a little bit about um, just kind of your origins as a writer. Sure. So I, you know, I grew up just loving to read and and write. And, you know, I, I went to college, though, thinking that I would be a doctor. So I was pre-med and, and took all the science classes and, and loved them, uh, actually. But I also started to get involved with campus journalism when I was in college and just really fell in love with, with writing and thought, well, maybe this is something that I can try out. You know, I medical school will always be there. I can always go back. So I, I started kind of focusing my internships and my spare time on building a, a career as a writer. And I, I graduated as, in 2009 and started working for a variety of magazines and freelance writing about psychology. And one of my articles uh, in 2013 was called there's more to life than, than being happy. Yeah. And it was published in the Atlantic and it kind of, it went viral and, and it was surprising uh, to me that it did, but it ended up being the basis for this book that I just wrote called The Power of Meaning. So that's kind of the short answer. Yeah, yeah. And that's a great one. And I will link to um, that Atlantic article. The subtitle was Meaning Comes from the Pursuit of More Complex Things and Happiness. So that struck a chord, it sounds like. But yeah, so the journalism piece is, is cool. And um, of course, you were writing some about Viktor Frankl and his um, amazing book, Man's Search for Meaning, um, which is, is uh, you know, I mean, I think it's timely, <laughs> but kind of interesting, especially now in this complex time <laughs> in our history. <laughs> Do, do you feel like you had that aha moment where you knew for sure, like you were going to be a writer, like that was going to be your career path? I think that for me, a big obstacle to pursuing writing in those years when I was in college and trying to figure out what my path was, was just the, was confidence, I guess. I, I, it's, it's not an easy career. It doesn't, you know, pay a lot, but I thought, well, you know, I, I kind of want to try it out, but I was afraid of, of failing or of, of it not working out. And I was also afraid, you know, there's so many people who I think when they're young want to be writers. And I thought, well, I don't, you know, is this just kind of like a, a fantasy that I, I too want to be a writer? And so the the aha moment for me, I think, was when one of my professors in college uh, pulled me aside after class and talked to me about I think a short story that I had written or or maybe a paper. And at the end of the conversation, kind of completely unprompted, he said to me, you know, Emily, you could really be a writer if you wanted to be. And that was just kind of what I needed to hear to give myself the, the confidence and the push to actually go and, and give it my all and, and pursue it. Kind of hearing someone older who who knew me, I guess, better than I knew myself, uh, encourage me that 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 was an aha moment for me, I think, yeah, yeah. 
And just a quick aside to revisit the exclusive Writer Files Patreon community where subscribers get access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and a lot more. I know that for serious writers, it can be more distracting than ever to cut through the noise, stay productive, and home in on what's happening in the publishing industry. Over eight years, we've provided a looking glass into the habits of professional writers and publishing industry insiders. And as your humble host, I've decided to launch a membership-based Patreon for serious scribes to cut through the noise, swap tips and tricks, and hang out with like-minded peers. Just head over to patreon.com slash thewriterfiles for bonus writing resources, monthly episode breakdowns, writer's happy hour, a community of your peers, ad-free episodes, and more. It's free to join to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash the writer files. Help us start something cool and special. Keep calm and write on. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, well, you've written for some some amazing publications, obviously, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Time, The Atlantic, New York Magazine. And um, you are also an editor at the Hoover Institution. Is that still? Yes. And that, that's kind of an interesting position. So how did you find yourself working with, a, uh, I guess, a public policy think tank? Yeah, so I... So when I was, you know, kind of starting out my career as a writer, it it quickly became evident to me that, you know, you're you're there are all kinds of ways that kind of a writer can make writing work, you know, financially. And one way is to be an editor. So I worked as an editor at a variety of publications and through that got to meet different writers and and editors as well. And eventually met somebody who was looking for some help editing at, at the Hoover Institution and, and said if I would be interested. And I had kind of had some experience editing long form pieces that were policy related and was, you know, don't write about policy and politics, but find it interesting. And so uh, it ended up it ended up working out. And it's uh, it's been something that I've been doing for a number of years. And uh, it, it keeps me it keeps me informed. And I, I really enjoy helping other people kind of edit their writing so it can really be as effective as possible and communicating whatever it is that they're trying to communicate. Wow, cool. Um, well, it seems like they're, they're doing some very uh, important work there. And, um, you know, I mean, I guess we could dovetail into your fantastic new book, The Power of Meaning, and talk a little bit about the process that went into it, I think uh, is interesting. But, uh, you know, uh, the book itself is um, Publishers Weekly called An Enlightening Guide to Discovering Meaning in One's Life. Dan Pink, who's also been on this show, um, is actually how I discovered the book. Um, but he said that it t- definitely tells the story of people, contemporary and historical, who've made the quest for meaning the mission of their lives. And it's um, it's very inspiring. So thank you uh, for the book itself. Thanks for saying that. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, um, like I was trying to say earlier, that I think it's um, 
important for, especially for this time kind of in history, um, where uh, it just seems like a, a rather tense time uh, for a lot of folks. But yeah, so, I mean, I'd love to talk more about kind of how you wrote it, um, the amount of time and energy research that went into it. So if we could talk a little bit about the productivity piece, um, how, how much research uh, was required actually uh, to get this um, piece of work out there? So I, I worked on the book for about three or four years. Um, and a big part of that time was spent doing a lot of research and reporting. So I read through, I'm sure, thousands of pages of, of psychology studies, of philosophy, of, of literature, um, trying to understand, you know, what, what these different disciplines said about how to lead a meaningful life. So that was one part of the research. The other part, which was a little bit more fun, was getting to travel all around the country and interview all kinds of people about their own stories of what makes their lives meaningful. So I went out to a little fishing village on an island in the middle of the Chesapeake Bay and talked to members of that really tight-knit community about why community is an important part of a meaningful life. Uh, I went out to Seattle, where there's this church that puts on um, a medieval prayer service called Compline that uh, draws hundreds of people every Sunday night who are both religious and not religious. Some of them are atheists, and yet they're drawn to this kind of spiritual transcendent uh, experience of Gregorian chant. And so talk to them about why beauty and music, it, you know, how those things can kind of create more meaning in people's lives. So there was, the, the, those were kind of the two parts of the research and putting them together in the book, um, that was really the writing process. And, and, and that was, that, that was a little bit more kind of synthesizing, uh, but also really gratifying in its own way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like an extensive amount of research. Um, so then before you kind of sat down to sort it all out, how were you kind of synthesizing <laughs> the meaning of it all? Well, so I, I wrote the book kind of with this, with these two kind of ideas driving it that, that basically determined the structure of the book. The one was that we are we're creatures that kind of seek meaning and yearn for meaning and that this desire for meaning is actually stronger in us and needs to be satisfied more than our desire for happiness. So, so meaning really should be the goal that, that we, we pursue and happiness will come as a result of that. So the first part of the book kind of talks a little bit about the difference between meaning and happiness. But then after that, I really wanted to understand what does it mean to lead a meaningful life? So how can you find meaning in life? And so I went to the research kind of with that question in mind, thinking that I'll sort through all this research and see if there are certain themes that come up again and again in the research and in the stories about what people say about what makes their lives meaningful. And so I was kind of just like sifting through the research. And in that process, these four themes came up again and again. They're a sense of belonging, a sense of purpose, storytelling, and transcendence. And those were, when people told me what makes their lives meaningful, 
when they wrote about it, you know, in surveys and in the research, they were usually talking about one of those four themes, one of those four themes. So that mm-hmm. those, those are the pillars of meaning, I argue. Well, yeah, I mean, and it's a fantastic uh, read. I and mean, there's so much in there to um, kind of savor and un- unpack. And, and um, I love it. I mean, you go from Tolstoy to Gandhi to Camus and then somehow end up at Louis C.K., uh, which I th- I found very entertaining. Uh, but the, st- the storytelling itself is um, absolutely compelling. And then the research up piece obviously kind of drives it. So um, kudos on the on the work itself is a fantastic book. Um, I'm enjoying it very much. So then when you begin the writing process and you're, and you're actually going for word counts or pages, how, how, how are you doing that? Are you writing every day? Are you blocking pieces, uh, you know, parts of your day out to just write? Um, how did you get into kind of a flow state to get it all down? When I was writing the book, it was pretty much like all day, every day writing. And I'm, I'm, I tend to be more of a morning person. So I would wake up early and would, you know, usually just start writing after preparing myself a little bit. And, um, and then I would just, you know, for as many hours as I could until I just couldn't take it anymore, I would kind of sit there with the ideas and and try to wrestle with them and get them down on the page. Some days that went more smoothly than others. A lot of times it was a real struggle kind of, you know, writing, spending hours like all day long writing a paragraph only at the end of the day to realize the paragraph doesn't belong in this section. And so deleting it and therefore kind of not really making much progress, it felt like. But, but um, so those are those the bad days. But there were also many good days where I probably was able to write at least, I think, a, a, a thousand words a day. I, I, I don't keep track of it specifically, but I think on a good day, I can probably put out a thousand words a day that I feel I feel comfortable with. So um, are you a writer who can stick on headphones or do you like need silence to kind of sort things out? Definitely need silence. And I kind of, I, I, if there's any noise at all, it, it's, kind of, it's a distraction for me. So I, I will use noise canceling headphones. I'll put earplugs in, but ideally I, I'll find a place that's just as silent as possible to write from. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the million dollar question. Do you believe in writer's block? writer's block. So I think, I guess it depends on how you define writer's block. So I've, I've certainly experienced moments where I come to a point and I, I don't know where to go after that, or I don't know how to start the article or start the chapter. And I think that it's not, it's not because I just, I'm incapable of writing. It's usually because I don't know enough yet. So I need to go back and do more research, talk to more people, and then I can come back to it and, you know, put my thoughts together a little bit more easily. So for me, like writer's block is usually a symptom of not having done enough research. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, All right, well, let's talk about uh, a few workflow items. Are you a Mac or a a PC uh, user? I am a Mac user. I have a I have a MacBook Air, which is nice and small, and I can put in my purse, which is great. Yes, yes. Um, and are you uh, using primarily Microsoft Word, or are you a Scrivener writer? I used to Word used to be my default, but these days I'm actually using Google Drive more mm. often because I can. Sometimes when I get in, into writing, I will be very obsessive about it and like 
every spare moment of my day, like if I'm in a cab or if I'm on the subway, I'll want to kind of go back to the piece and, and spend time with it. And I can do that with Google Drive by having my phone on me. So that's really helpful. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I've found that too. Thanks so much for joining me for this half of a tour through the writer's process. If you enjoy the Writer Files podcast, please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or a review on iTunes to help other writers find us. For more episodes or to just leave a comment or a question, you can drop by writerfiles.fm. And you can always chat with me on Twitter at Kelton Reed. Cheers. Talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.